Nick, here with my co-host, David. Oh, it is finally week one. We are ready to roll. Go Cardinals. It took you a long time there, David. And my other co-host, Paul. Uh, A little sad to say Nathan Peterman's on IR, so I'm feeling a little soft today. A little soft, man. Nathan Peterman is the go, as we established before. Unfortunate for the Oakland organization. So, guys, we are about, what is it? Today's Tuesday, so we got two days until football. Kids uh, right around the corner. I'm ta- that's what I'm talking about. It's about damn time. So we're going to finish this off with some news and notes. David, you can go ahead. Last week before season starts. Yeah, so let's quickly talk about Zeke. Uh, Zeke is no longer in Cabo. He is stateside in Dallas, and they said he is in shape, and he can play week one. Um, Paul, you and me have been buying it. That he's back week one. Nick, thoughts? Week one, Zeke? Oh, he flew back for a reason. I got to imagine he's playing week one or week two, but I'm still holding strong on Melvin Gordon. Okay. Yep, Melvin Gordon. uh, We don't know where he is. Um, I think he's still a person, but the Chargers have made it clear that they're not paying the guy. So I'm not sure what's going to happen there, but I would not expect him back. Yeah, just fun fact. Well, one, they told him to go seek a trade partner. So that's really the only way he's playing this year. Two, a little fun fact is before the season, he bought someone's jersey number for $40,000, and he's never going to wear it. What a waste of money. What, you don't have a spare $40,000? Not yet. Good. Okay, good. Good. Uh, Some other news and notes. Uh, Paul called it. Mr. LaShawn McCoy is out of Buffalo and has landed with the Chiefs. What are our thoughts on that? Is he going to do anything with the Chiefs? I... Uh, Nick, Nick, let's throw that one over to you. What do you think of McCoy with the Chiefs? You know, I kind of like the one-two punch of Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy. Uh, Damian Williams absolutely being the lead, lead back, but it's kind of a mess back there now. I mean, your boy, David, uh, is it Darwin Thompson? Thomas? Darwin Thompson. Anyways, Thompson. I mean, th- those three are going to be sharing a big workload, and that definitely takes a hit to the, the Damian Williams uh, owners, I think. Paul? Yeah. A lot of people think it won't affect Damian Williams, but the truth is Andy Reid and LaShawn McCoy have a little chemistry. They were back in Philly together, enjoyed great success. Don't be surprised when McCoy's stealing some touchdowns late in the season. Uh, yeah, so Nick, I do agree with you that Darwin Thompson, LaShawn McCoy, one-two punch will be great. Um, yeah, I, Andy Reid loves the guy. He brought him back in, even though he was confident in the backfield. That backfield is all of a sudden a mess, and I'm sure Andy Reid's going to say he's going to give the ball to the hot hand. Um, some other big news is Mr. Carlos Hyde headed to Houston. Is that right? Yep, Houston. Yeah, I, I mean, I I love that for Carlos Hyde. I think it. I don't. I'm trying to figure out if it impacts Duke Johnson. Paul, you you think that decreases Duke Johnson's value? No, I think I, I never had Duke Johnson really picking him. We knew from the start of this when Lamar Miller went down that someone else was going to fill that role. I wasn't sure who it was. Didn't in a million years think it was going to be Carlos Hyde. But I think it's a great fit. I think it's a great fit for Houston. I think it's a great fit for Carlos Hyde to get out of Kansas City. He's going to do what he did early in the season last year with Cleveland and provide some true value. I like him in Houston. I mean, I don't know why people have so much hate for Carlos Hyde. I mean, he- when he was in the Niners, I thought he did very well and produced there. And then when he was on the Browns, I thought he did very well and produced there. And then he went to Jacksonville, just didn't get that fair chance. I, I looked for uh, Carlos Hyatt to make an impact on the Houston Texans. Now, do I want him on my fantasy team? Not necessarily, but I think he's a good fit for Houston. Well, so let's just go ahead and continue this Houston note. Um, Houston's bringing in, they brought in Mr. Kenny Stills from Miami. Is he going to do anything with Houston? You know what? I I think Kenny Stills is there for the potential of Kiki getting hurt, but and Will the Fuller. big move yeah. And the big move, I think that move was more about Laramie Tunsil adding some power to the offensive line from the Dolphins. 
they need to protect Deshaun Watson, and that's a big puzzle piece that is going to work out. Nick, you buying stills? Nah, not really. I mean, obviously Hopkins is going to be the number one guy there, and I just stills will be the deep threat guy. Um, but I'm still not buying stills. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, what? Miami's kind of, I mean, they jumped ship with Tunsil and Still, so I'm curious to see what they'll do. But let's talk about the last piece of news and notes. I mean, and this is for the individual defensive players. Um, Mr. Jadavian Clowney heading to Seattle. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I love that for him. And I think he could be a beast over there in Seattle, playing with Bobby Wagner. And I don't know who else is there. Well, Ansa's there. He hasn't done much, but. I, I think Clowney could have a huge year in Seattle. I mean, being an Arizona Cardinal fan, that scares me for our boy Kyler Murray. Oh. Um, just on the opposing D-line, it's not a fun sight to see. I mean, good for Clowney. He got out of Houston where he, where he didn't want to be for some reason that I don't know. But Seahawks just got a whole lot better on defense. Yeah, I agree. Seahawks a whole lot better on the defense. But what really puzzles me, which I haven't been able to nail down, is – he demanded, I don't want to say he demanded, he wanted a trade because Houston wouldn't give him a contract. But I'm reading that he's not even eligible for a new contract with this trade in Seattle until next year. So what good did this do for him? I I don't understand it. I, I like him on Seattle, don't get me wrong. I think Houston's impacted. But if a new contract was what he was after, this move doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Granted, there's some detail that I'm overlooking, but... I'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, I, I don't get it either. And I think the Texans are about as close as they're ever going to be to win now mode. So I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I think that's all I got for the news and notes, meaning it's time to talk about the Conference of Champions. I mean, we're not talking the Pac-12. We are talking the NFC West. Nick, take it away. Jared got a four-year extension trying to get him through on the team through 2024. I mean, that's a great move, and I'm going to tell you why it's a great move. Last year, 4,600 yards passing with 32 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, had two rushing touchdowns as well. In his first three years, he's had at least one rushing touchdown, so he's capable of running in to the end zone and running for a couple other yards, so that's a bonus for him. He has so many weapons around him. We'll get into that a little later. Um, so my question to you guys is, where does Jared Goff finish this year? Paul, I'm going to start with you because I know you drafted him this year. Yeah, I, I'm excited about him. I, I think he's a top 10 quarterback. I don't think he's going to crack the top five. I do have – he has the ability to make it a big year. But I've got some concerns because the division's a little stronger. Arizona's defense got a little stronger. Seattle just added Clowney, got a little stronger. Gurley won't be much of an impact. Maybe. We'll see. We'll talk about that later. But I think there's some headwinds in front of him, but I still believe that Sean McVay moves around people and has a lot of different schemes that is going to allow Jared Goff to have another good year. Yeah, I'm going to echo all that that you guys said. Uh, Jared Goff, there is no reason to doubt him right now. Division is better, but, I mean, Jared Goff is a guy to own. He's – I. I He's going to be in that top 10. He's never going to be as good as Mahomes and Rodgers, but they like Jared Goff, and we're, I'm curious what's going to happen near the red zone if Gurley truly isn't 100%, but we're going to get to that here in a minute. Goff is definitely a guy to own. So give me a one-word answer here. Where does Jared Goff finish on the year? QB8, QB10, QB20? Dave, we'll start Seven. with you. Paul? I've got him at nine. I'm going to put him at six this year. So, You guys, just an interesting stat that, that I rolled over um, on player profile was he was number one in the league in money throws with 47. But also to combat that, he was number one in the league in interceptable balls and danger yeah. plays. So I, he's dangerous, but he throws the ball on the money. Who knows things could well, flip the other way. Here's the deal. The they, they put up points. Last year, not including the Super Bowl, but they put up points. 
And you you need a guy. You need people on this offense because they're going to be scoring 30-plus points a game. And I, you want to be a part of that offense. So, I mean, a, part, a big reason that they're scoring was Ty Gurley last, the last two years, to be honest. So two years in a row, guys, he's finished number one overall fantasy player, and he's had about 1,300 yards in both those seasons. Last year, he had 17 touchdowns. Oh, sorry, 17 touchdowns running and four receiving. And the previous year, he had 13 touchdowns running and six receiving. He averages about 60 receptions for 680 yards the last two years. And he slipped to the second round this year in a lot of drafts. And even if they don't use him a whole lot, as much, sorry, not a whole lot, as much as they did last year, he's still, in my mind, a top five running back. Just because his knee, I mean, it obviously if it gets hurt, that's just a huge hit for him, fantasy owners, and the Rams. But how much does the knee actually worry you, David? It scares me a ton because they went out and got Henderson. They they got Malcolm, uh, Malcolm Brown doesn't intimidate me. I think the Rams are nervous about him, but I'm also still trying to figure out, is this just a play so that when they get to playoff time, uh, Todd Gurley can be 100%. I am worried about the beginning of the year, Todd Gurley, and I think people might panic if his touches are down right at the beginning, but he's going to he's gonna be a top five running back. Um, the knee worries me. Henderson worries me because they have him as the three down back, and that takes away some of the catches, but I don't think he had, he had 59 receptions last year, which isn't a ton. No, that, that's not true. That's a good chunk of receptions for a running back. So that's going to cut in. Todd Gurley's going to be a top five running back, though, because they're going to pound him the ball in the end zone. Guys, I disagree with you. I think top 15 this year, probably 12 is really the the, the max that he's going to make. And, yeah, he, he's had a lot of touchdowns over the past couple of years. Number one in red zone touches last year at 73. Number one in goal line carries at 16. This guy this year, his touches are going to be down significantly, and he is going to be touchdown dependent. I mean, I, I, look, I'm not trying to pull any credit away from Todd Gurley, but Sean McVay and Jared Goff really make this offense run. I mean, last year, Todd Gurley – when he ran the ball, the average defenders in the box was 6.7, which ranked him 46 in the league. He's, he's not even running against a strong front, and that's because the, the dynamic duo of Sean McVay and Jared Goff, there's such a threat in the other thing. So I worry these other guys are going to have as much success as him, and they're going to continue to let Gurley be on the sideline until the playoff time. That's my concern. And uh, he's going to finish 12 to 15 range. And, I mean, it's just the knee. If he if it's a healthy Todd Gurley, I mean, no doubt about his talent. But, Paul, 21 touchdowns last year. Even if he gets five less touchdowns, it's still 16 touchdowns. We'll see. Um, but, David, I'm going to kind of challenge you on Henderson. I think, uh, actually, Malcolm Brown's the guy to own as the, in the backfield. The reason I say that is because he was offered a, a contract from, I want to say, the Lions in the offseason. But the Rams matched his contract for the Lions. And he came back to the Rams because the Rams know what his talent is. The Rams know he can be the, a guy if Gurley goes down. They trust him. They, he knows the system. I think Brown's the guy to own. But you're right. Henderson does um, pose a threat to Malcolm Brown because uh, he is the third down back. But we will see uh, look, where that situation goes. They went and got Henderson goes. in the third round this year. That is a pretty high round if you're really trusting Malcolm Brown in the backfield. I mean, we we all know they're a little nervous about Gurley, what's going to happen, but they would not have drafted a guy in the third round if they were confident in Malcolm Brown. I, yeah, I'm, I'm disagreeing. I agree with you, David. David, I agree with you. Third round going, going and get Henderson, but they also last year that told me a telltale sign was adding C.J. Anderson late in the season in the production that he had. That wasn't enough confidence in him in their run. I I guess only time will tell. You guys are on the drill. I mean, not the drill. The um, Malcolm, I mean, the Daryl Henderson side, and I'm on the Malcolm Brown side. So I guess we'll see there. But let's move into the wide receiver core. And I'm going to talk about uh, one of the wide receivers, and you guys hit the other two. Um, so I'm going to talk about Brandon Cooks first. Wide receiver 13 last year, 
five of his first six seasons over 1,100 yards receiving, uh, around 115 receptions each of those years, averages eight touchdowns a year. He's been so consistent for every single team he played for, the Saints, the Patriots, the Rams. I mean, this is his second year in in the McVay system. I, I, I think his ceiling um, is a top 10 receiver, but not much more than number nine, number 10. Um, but Brandon Cooks is a good guy to have on your team, and he is a consistent play in my eyes. But, uh, Paul, can you talk about Robert Woods? Yeah, Robert Woods had a great year last year, 86 receptions, 1,200 yards, six touchdowns. Um, this is going to be his third year with the Rams. But I have a little concerns with Cooper Cup coming back, and David will get to him. But when Cooper Cup played, even the years before, and there was other targets, his targets were down significantly. I think Cooper Cup's return is really going to eat into Robert Woods. I expect him to probably lead the team in receptions, but I, I don't expect a ton of yards or a ton of touchdowns from him. Cooper Cup is the guy to own on this receiving core. Cooper Cup played eight games last season. He had six touchdowns and 40 receptions in those eight games. Jared Goff loves this guy. I mean, you're talking midway through the... Midway through the season, he had 566 yards, and he was just getting started. Now, they love him as a red zone target, and there's too many weapons on this team, and Cooper Cup gets open. Jared Goff's going to throw it to him. Cooper Cup's going to hit double-digit touchdowns this year. Robert Woods was the guy to own last year because Cooper Cup went down. This is the guy to own. I'm skipping right over Brandon Cooks. You want Cooper Cup, especially in a PPR league. He is going to light it up this year. All right. So, Paul, pick going out Cooper of those three. David obviously went Cooper Cup. Who are you picking out? Thanks, David. Yeah. I, I, I'm i unfortunately going to lean Cooper Cup as well. I think a lot of targets, a, a big target in the red zone. I do think he's going to be at 8 to 10 touchdowns and, and lead the team in touchdowns. Uh. I mean, most people have had the draft by now, but if you're looking at the ADP, Cooper Cup is, has the most value. But if you're looking at the player who's going to have the best year, I'm looking at Brandon Cooks. Um, uh, Cooper Cup's coming off the ACL tear. Just a uh, makes tear. me makes me a little nervous about him. Cause it's you don't just know a little Cooper tear. Cooper. What was it? Uh, just a little tear. I mean, just coming off an injury like that, you don't, you don't know how people are going to react to it. You never know. Uh, Robert Woods had a had a career year last year. I don't think he can repeat that. I still think he'll have a good year, but I think Brandon Cooks will have the best year out of the three wide receivers. Um, and finally, we're going to end with the tight end, Gerald Everett. You know, he's going to do his job for the Rams. Uh, he's not going to do anything flashy uh, in my eyes. Um, he's probably the sixth option, honestly, behind Cooks, Woods, Cup, um, Gurley, and probably Josh Reynolds even over, over him. I mean... Not much to talk about there. So no, he's the you seventh have option. Something to add. Rather have Jared no. Goff run the ball. Blake Portals. Oh, geez. Oh. All right. So let me pose the question to you, David. Ten and a half wins for the Rams this year. Oh, I am gonna go under this year, strictly because I think this division is gonna be good defensively. I think they're gonna be really, really good. And kind of what Paul hinted at earlier, I'm seeing Jared Goff still having an effective year, but not near the numbers he put up last year. They're going under, and I'm saying under, like they're going to get 10 wins. <laughs> they're going to get 10 under that 10 and a half. Okay, uh, I'll go next real fast. Um, I'm going to go over. Um, just because I think Jared Goff takes another step forward in uh, this Sean McVay offense. I think Gurley's going to be fine. All, I hope Gurley's going to be fine all year. I should say that. I don't necessarily think that, but I want him to be. And then if he's healthy, then I think the Rams are going to have 11 wins. Too many offensive threats. And uh, on the other end, you got Aaron Donald, who's going to have 20 sacks again. Um, I'm excited to see what Aaron Donald can do this year. I think he's going to lead that defense to an over at 11 wins. Yeah, I... I got under. I think their defense is going to be spectacular again. I expect Donald to have a great season. But I think McVay's offense starts to, I don't want to say get figured out, but th there's some plays that they can, they can kind of, other teams can kind of understand. They've got a lot tougher conference this year. They've got a lot tougher non-conference strength of schedule. It's 
pretty hard. And then also middle of the season, week eight, they're going to London, and that typically throws teams yeah. off. Right during the middle of the season, I expect there to be a little slump. So I got under a, a, a nine to ten. We love the 49ers and Jimmy G. Guys, I mean, the Niners fans are still holding on to the 2017 Jimmy G where he finished the season 4-0. You know, I probably should have looked that up, um, but I think he finished the season 4-0. I mean, last year he was 1-2 as a starter before he got hurt. What is his season outlook this year? Yeah, so, 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 Nick, Jimmy G, I can't believe you don't have the stat on him. Um, he played three games last year, and people were going crazy for the guy, and... I'm all in on Jimmy G. He is going to come out this year. He's going to be throwing bullets to Dante Pettis. I'm not sure to who else. Maybe George Kittle. But Jimmy G has a lot to Maybe George Kittle. I'm sorry. Definitely yeah, George I'm, Kittle. Thank you. Thank you for the clarification. Definitely George Kittle. Uh, not Jalen Hurd. He's hurt. But Jimmy G is an elite quarterback, and he just has to be healthy. Now, I am going to read how many games he's played uh, starting in 2014. Six, five, six, six, three. I'm not thrilled about that, but this is the year for Jimmy G. He is going to bring this 49ers team up, and I- I'm all in on Jimmy G. He's going to be yeah, hey, what? David, do you realize that he was the backup to Tom Brady when he was playing those six, six, four, three, oh, I'm, whatever I'm, you I'm said? Sorry. Right? I'm sorry, the GOAT? TB12? Is that what you mean? Yeah, so so that's David, why he hasn't had a full season yet. Hey, but cool down the stake to Jimmy G to medium rare. I mean, this guy was one and two last year. He got sacked 13 times in three games. The San Francisco 49ers did nothing to help him this offseason. You got a few guys, a few weapons, a, a wide receiver, and a few weapons at running back. They still haven't figured this out. But with the rest of the division getting stronger and stronger on the D-line, this guy is not in a good scenario. Medium rare. Okay, Paul, Paul, we need to clarify. That's going to be medium rare plus because he's the guy to own. He's he's not he's not the top three. I mean, obviously, obviously he's not the top three, but he's going to be just as good as everyone else, maybe even better because the team needs him. This team is worthless without him, and they've proved it. They've proved it. He's going to come out this year, and he's going to be leading the 49ers to victory. Okay. How dare you talk about C.J. Beathard that way? He did awesome in there. God, David, ugh, unbelievable. C.J. Beathard, man, and Nick, Nick Mullins. Mullins. You know what? You know, we, we don't have time for Nick Mullins. Let's, Give me a C.J. Beathard go jersey. Go ahead, and let's move in to this horrific running back situation. Actually, you know what? I People are upset because they thought Jarek McKinnon was going to be the guy this year, and he ended up on IR. Yeah, he ended Wrong. up on IR again. Um a uh, quote from Paul, Jarek McKinnon may never play football again. And yeah, that, that could be right. But the good news for the Niners is that it kind of cleared up their backfield. So let's just, they traded for Tevin Coleman. Now, I'm sorry, did they sign him or did they trade? Signed him. They okay, signed him. so they went out and got Tevin Coleman. Um, who you, who you guys buying in this backfield? I just want to. I just want to go back to Jarek McKinnon real quick. This guy is never going to play down for San Francisco. This guy's going to have the second best contract of all time next to Gilbert Arenas for guaranteed money and to never play any games. Ah, that is so frustrating as a 49ers fan. That's frustrating it, as an average paid employee. That's <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I guess you're a little upset about his 18 million guaranteed and never playing another snap. I Four ACLs that. later. That hurt so Tevin Coleman, I like Tevin Coleman. I, I mean, he proved himself in Atlanta. He was a backup to Freeman, but when Freeman was hurt, he stepped up. I expect this guy to be the guy. He'll split time with Breida a little bit, but I think at the end of the se- season, even though he's listed behind Breida on the depth chart right now, the unofficial depth chart, I expect him to be number one at the end of the season. Hey, Paul, so you know what's funny about Tevin Coleman is on my notes right here in the research I did, I, I say, when Freeman was out in Atlanta, he didn't impress me at all. So we have two very different opinions there. So last year, Tevin Coleman finished as RB26 in 14 games. 
Um, those are 14 games he started because when, when Freeman was out. He finished with 800 yards and four touchdowns. Um, oh, sorry, four touchdowns rushing and five touchdowns receiving. So I guess, you know, nine touchdowns isn't bad. 32 receptions. I just, I don't see Tevin Coleman um, really being the every down back for any team. I think he's a great fit for everybody. Uh, for e- for any team, to be honest, and can fill in nicely when people are gone, but he's not going to be the key guy. The guy I'm looking at is Matt Breda. So um, if he's on the waiver wire, please go get him. He was so efficient last year. He had 814 yards on 150 carries. He had five total touchdowns, which isn't comparable to Tevin Coleman, but he was RB24, and he had way less touches than Tevin Coleman last year. I think Matt Breda is going to be the guy to emerge from this backfield. Um but I guess we'll see. I mean, I think both these guys are going to be good owns. And if one gets hurt, the other one's going to be a great value. Real quick. I, I, real quick, real quick. 2016, Tevin Coleman, 11 touchdowns. 2017, 8 touchdowns. 2018, 9 touchdowns. As a backup. Oh, that's, David, that's, that's, that's all you got? Just, okay. Just, just, just making sure you're reading those touchdown stats because that's exactly where I'm at, Paul. Tevin Coleman is going to be the guy to get it done. He's going to be putting the team on his back like Marshawn Lynch did a couple years ago for Seattle. And Tevin Coleman is going to be lifting up Jimmy G. And he he's the guy to own back here. Now, the only thing that concerns me about both of these guys is I don't know if either of them can catch the ball. Uh, okay, they oh, have, okay well, let, they, let me, they let me clarify. They haven't had the receptions to prove it. Now, their reception rate is good uh, based on targets thrown to them, but they don't get the looks. Now, I don't know if that's because the, well, for Matt Breda, I don't know if it's because the 49ers just don't check down, which is great play. The check down's phenomenal. But I'm, I'm nervous about the hands on these guys. Right now, Tevin Coleman appears to be the third down back, and... Matt Breda is the goal, goal line back. Um, I'm liking Coleman in this situation. I think he's the guy to own. But, Nick, I am going to agree with you that if one of them is on your waiver wire, they are so worth the bench stash to see who to see who pops up. It could be either of them. I think it's a flip of the coin at this point. And, you know, last thing I'll say uh, about these two is that even with Tevin Coleman last year um, getting nine touchdowns compared to Matt Breida's five, I mean, Matt Breida had a better finish than him. That was only last year, but we'll see. So I want to talk about the wide receiver core now, and I want to mention all their names that may have a breakout year, may not do much. It's Dante Pettis, Marquise Goodwin, Debo Samuel, and Trent Taylor. I mean, any of these guys could be the, the number one receiver. I'm looking at Dante Pettis as probably having the best chance. I think he has a lot of talent. Um, but you also got Marquise Goodwin, who's the fastest guy in the NFL. And in 2017, Goodwin had just under 1,000 yards, but only two only two touchdowns. Paul, if you had to pick one of these receivers to talk about and to own, who would it be? It's so hard. But I, you know what? I've seen a lot of good things out of Dante Pettis and Marquise Goodwin, but I, I, I'm really cheering for Debo Samuel this year. He had a great college career, and I think this guy could be the target to to own outside of the tight end, which we'll get to. But I'm going Debo Samuel. I want him. He he may be non-existent in the first couple of games, but look for him late in the season. Yeah, I I really like Dante Pettis. Uh, my only hesitation on him is it wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo uh, throwing to him. Um, but I think Dante Pettis is the clear number one, and he's going to be the only one to own in this receiving core. Yeah, I mean, Pettis played in a lot of preseason games late in the game, so that's why it makes me question if he'll be number one receiver. But, you know, the real value of this team is George Kittle. Last year, 88 receptions for 100, sorry, 1,377 yards and five touchdowns. He finished as tight end two last year, and he is from tight end university, the University of Iowa. I feel like we've been bringing them up a lot recently. Um, So my question is to you, can he do this again? Will he have similar numbers to to last year? Um, And then my follow-up question is, do you want him or Zach Kurz on your team this year? And I'll start off first. I'm looking more towards George Kittle this year. 
Um, I like to see him in the eight to 10 touchdown range this year instead of the five, but I definitely think his yardage will go down closer to a thousand yards with nine touchdowns this year. That's what I see him finishing. I finish, see him finishing as tight end two behind Travis Kelsey. So I will take George Kittle over Zach Ertz each day. Nick, you couldn't have said it better than Red Rose, but George Kittle's yards will go down, <laughs> but his TDs need to go up. I mean, that's the bottom line is he's been a favorite target of um, Jimmy G for the few games that they've had. He's found chemistry with, with whatever quarterback has been there. Expect him to have more touchdowns this season, but I do expect his yardage and receptions to go down quite a bit, but not number one. So, I'm so Paul, to clarify, three, Nick's question was in. Kittle or Ertz. You're going Kittle? Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, George Kittle. Yep, Z- all day. Zach Ertz, he, he broke some record last year. What what was that record? You, you guys have that? Most minutes played? Uh, uh, no. I thought Kittle, Kittle's the one who broke the record. I don't think that's right. <laughs> no, isn't Zach Ertz the one who broke yes, the most possessions? Oh, oh, okay. I'll All right. Yeah, now we're talking. Oh, no, idea. no, Zach Ertz is the guy to own. George Kittle is going to go downhill. Um, he's going to finish. He's still going to finish top 10, but... He's going to be closer to the 1,000 yards, but he his touchdowns are going to decrease. I don't think he's getting five touchdowns this year. David, so, I'm laughing at you. Yeah, I, no, you're right. Zach Ertz you. did set the record for single season catches by a tight end. George, 116 receptions. George Kittle did set the record for okay. reception yards okay, for a tight I get, end. I get so the confusion. I don't the appreciate confusion. the laughter, but now, now it's funny. So I, I would put George Kittle as a medium rare plus, <laughs> okay. so, not a medium rare. Not quite rare. Okay. Um, so let me look yeah. at the over under. Oh, eight and a half wins for the Niners. Paul, let's go to you. Yikes. Yikes. No way. No way I can do this with how much pressure Jimmy G is going to get in with who knows how many guys he's going to have on the field with all the injuries. I just don't see it happening. They've got a decent defensive front. If Bosa plays questionable, Fred Warner, my boy in the linebacker position is going to have a lot of tackles, but I don't see their way above eight wins. Nope. Under. I am also going to go the under. I, I don't see the Niners making that big a step to a playoff contending team from last year. I think they're in the right direction, but not quite there. So, David? All right, so let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks nest, and let's talk about Russell Wilson. Um, so the one thing I'll say about Wilson is he finished at QB9 last year, and he doesn't. the Seahawks don't look to pass much, but he is efficient at it. So over the last two years, I'm reaching his averages, 34.5 touchdowns, 3,700 passing yards and nine interceptions. He averages those over the last two years. Um, One thing I will say is that he only had 427 attempts throwing last year. Compared to other quarterbacks around the league, you got Matt Ryan, 608. Andrew Luck, 639. Aaron Rodgers, 600. Blake Bortles had 414 passing attempts in 12 games. Uh, Also, Russell Wilson is capable of running. 376 yards on the ground with one touchdown. I like Russell Wilson. I wish they passed more because I think he would thrive in a different kind of offense. But because Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks are run-first off- offense, he's going to be around the 8-12 to 12 mark in quarterbacks this year, which isn't bad, but I think he can be a very good asset for you. David? Do you have the ADP right, right on hand, Nick? No, I'll look it up real fast while you talk. Yeah, so I actually really, really like Russell Wilson, but Nick is 100% right. He finishes right around QB 10, and just my my gut feeling is that he goes a lot higher than that. But Nick's going to fill that in here in a minute. Russell Wilson is a fantastic quarterback in the NFL. I love the guy. I love watching him play. But in the end, Seattle is a run team. They are run-focused. And I, 
I don't know if he's worth the um the draft position that he goes at. I know in my two redraft leagues, he was the fourth quarterback drafted. And I'm sitting here going, that's ridiculous. Now, I I I don't know. I love him as a quarterback, and I've had him on my fantasy team a couple years, and he gets the job done, but he's not gonna finish in the top five. He's not gonna finish it in the top five QBs. And I think his stock is a lot higher than um, some of the other guys in the league. I'd rather have David. So yeah. what? What David? He's going as QB nine right okay. now. But. Clearly, David, the people in your redraft leagues know what's going on. They clearly know what's going on. Russell Wilson has been consistent. He's never missed a game. He's been the top three fantasy quarterback in the last three of the last five years. He's been in the top three. This guy consistently get it, gets it done. We're talking about Seattle, who is a run-first team. While on the surface, doesn't look so good, but what it actually is, is setting it up for that pass game, which, again, Nick, you hit on it. He's so efficient when they pass the ball. So I, I want this guy on my team, regardless of how many pass attempts, the amount of touchdowns he gets per pass attempt, one for every 10. How can you not want this guy on the team? I mean... Granted, the offensive line is a little weak. They've got a great offensive line in the run game and poor in the pass game. At He got sacked 51 times last year. But in broken plays, this guy finds a way to get it done. My only concern is he's running it less and less as they're trying to protect him as he gets a little older. But expect him to still have 30 to 35 touchdowns this year. You know, guys, Russell Wilson, if he was on a better team, like I mentioned, if he was in – the Atlanta system or Saints system or somewhere that throws the ball a lot, I think he would be quite possibly the best See, I, quarterback I, I, in the game of football. Quite possibly. Oh, hold on. Better team. They haven't finished below nine, no, six and six right. quarterback. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me rephrase a better, like a well, throwing see, offense, not a running offense. If he has I don't know about that though year. either. I think he makes his plays on the broken plays. Like Paul was talking about. I, you're talking about 180 less throws than than Aaron Rodgers, than Matt Ryan. Ooh. That's Aaron Rodgers, and he had 180 less throws than Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan. I, I'm just saying, if he was on a better, if he was on one of those teams and threw the ball 600 times and could run like he does, I think he could be a top three quarterback in the league. No, I think the running game fits Russell Wilson to a T. There's no no doubt about it for me. Um, I do think the addition of left guard Mikey Potty oh, is going to make a big difference for him this year. Um, I think the run okay. is beneficial for well, him. Look, I like him. I look, Ru- Ru- Russell game, Wilson man. couldn't even make a two-yard throw in the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, Chris Carson. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but he is – I mean, obviously everyone has drafted by now, most likely. Um. But he had so much hype the last two, three weeks. We talked about him on one of our episodes earlier, and he was going in the fourth to fifth round. And now they have him going in the second round, in in the late second round, like at 211 or something. Um, the camp is saying that he looks so much more, so much better than Penny. He last year had a 1,151 yards and nine touchdowns in 14 games. Um, is it all this hype around him? Because Pete Carroll and the offense came out and said we want to get, uh, we want to get Chris Carson fifty receptions this year. Is that what all the hype's about, David? I don't know what to buy into right now, but Rashad Penny has just fallen off the face of this earth. Nobody is talking about this guy, and like we mentioned all the time on this podcast, I hate preseason hype, but it sounds like Chris Carson is the guy to own here and they are going to feed him the ball. They he's running circles around Penny right now. I mean, I think the other guy back there is CJ Procise. I I'm shocked he's still on that team, but yeah, it's CJ Procise. I I think Chris Carson has earned himself a bell cow role and he needs to be on your team. David, I don't disagree with you. He has definitely earned himself a bell cow role. And unlike the the pass blocking, 
Seattle's run blocking is incredible. They allow their running backs to, to, to have great years. And he had he had 44 red zone touches last year, 93 evaded tackles, and he only had 52% of the snap shares, which ranked him 27th in the league. He had an average of seven guys in the box. This guy got it done with all these guys in the box, and I expect him to get more snap share, and they're not going to run Russell Wilson in the red zone. It is going to be Chris Carson. Rashad Penny is off the earth for me. The only way he gets in the ball game in a legitimate chance to take over is if some injury happens to Chris Carson. Okay, so I want to speak on Rashad Penny real fast. Um, you know, they lost Mike Davis last year, and Mike Davis had about 140 rushing attempts and 30 receptions, so those are up for grabs. I, I mean, I think Chris Carson could get 80 of those, but I think Rashad Penny could get 60 of those, just theoretically, if they're to split it. Um, I think Rashad Penny is still a good own on your team. I think he's had an opportunity to be a flex play in your league. Um, but I guess we'll kind of see what what uh, happens. But Chris Carson definitely overtook the Rashad Penny hype. So Rashad Penny, 60 rushes on the year, or 60, 60 rushes on the year, That that's enough to make your fantasy team. No, he had like 60 last year, and then with Mike, Dav- Mike Davis' extra 60 or 80, whatever he gets, because Mike Davis is gone, there's 150 uh, left on the table. Okay. I, I think he – what? All right, I get you. I, I understand where it you're going now. It must be a rebuilding then. year for you, Nick. Okay. You, yeah, you, you own him. See what happens. I don't. I don't. Nice. I own Chris Carson. I'm just saying. But All you right. like them both. Yeah, I like them both. I. I mean, is it too? I'm. You know what? No, pissing me off. <laughs> All right, let's talk about touchdown Lockett. David, you love this guy, I so I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let Tyler you take Lockett. it away. Let me just give you. One stat about him and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's QBR to Tyler Lockett is 159.6. That is ridiculous. Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson, that connection is awesome. Now, the downfall to that connection is Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin was the number one guy. And looking at uh, Lockett's stats, he only had 57 receptions last year. Um, out of 70 targets, he had 10 touchdowns, which is awesome. He was the breakaway guy and he has been given the key to be the, uh, wide receiver number one this year in Seattle. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw this question to you guys. Can he live up to that hype and can he truly be the wide receiver one in Seattle? You know, David, I don't see him having much competition in Seattle, so I definitely think he'll be the wide receiver number one there. Um, as far as 10 touchdowns in 965 yards go, I can definitely see his yardage increasing, but I just don't see him putting in double-digit touchdowns again. I think he's in the uh, six to eight range of touchdowns this year because they'll be doing a lot of work on the ground. But, I mean, he finished his wide receiver 11 can, last can year. Can he break top 10? I, Nick, do you think he can break top I don't think he. I don't think he breaks top ten this year. I think he's Do you more like in him the more as a PPR eighteen to twenty four range instead of the fifty seven receptions. Mm, not necessarily. I think he's going to be right around seventy receptions, which isn't bad. But Paul, your thoughts? Are you looking to? I mean, Nick Nick said he finished wide receiver eleven last year. Are you buying in on that, David? Did I just hear all those stats come into your mouth? Did you really look up some stats? Yeah, I got it pulled up right now. Uh, shout out to Roto World. Ooh, I'm impressed, David. But Tyler Lockett for me, I'm not feeling it this year. Hey, ah, he had a lot of benefit last year with Doug Baldwin in and out. I, I mean, Doug Baldwin played in a bunch of games, but he wasn't really there. He was hurt. Tyler Lockett saw the benefit, and he saw a lot of big plays. I mean, shoot, he only had six targets in the red zone last year which means all these 10 touchdowns were big plays, boom, or bust. And now, while I agree that Russell Wilson likes broken plays and him and Lockett have that connection, 10 touchdowns is a stretch, and especially if you're not getting any targets in the red zone. Concerns me outside the top 20. Well, and, and, and this bothers me, just looking at his stats. Last year was his highest reception year, and 57, I mean, that 
that doesn't excite me, even as a Tyler Lockett owner. I think there is huge potential there. And he catches everything that's thrown to him. But now that he's the guy that's going to be double teamed, I'm I'm hoping for the sake of my fantasy team that he can he can make some space and make some big plays. Uh, Nick, do you want to talk about your boy DK Metcalf? No, I don't want to talk about any other receiver there. I just don't think they're good enough to even talk about. Metcalf's going to be injured, and can't even think of who the other guy is. It doesn't matter. Gary Jennings. DK Metcalf, if he can get on the field, this guy's going to lead the team in reception touchdowns this year. No doubt. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Reception or touchdowns? Receiving touchdowns. I'm sorry. Okay, in receiving touchdowns. I don't want it to be confused with rushing touchdowns. I don't want to say he's leading the team in touchdowns in receiving touchdowns where they catch the ball, David. Good. Good. I'm glad we clarified that. So I want to talk about the tight end then. Will Disley real fast. Will Disley? Dude, I think – all right. So I'll say a couple things about him is I think he could be an interesting play this year. He played four games last year, had two touchdowns and about four targets a game for about 40 yards a game. Uh, I'm just going to say it right now. Don't be surprised if you see this guy in the top 10 this year. Right now he's going undrafted. But don't be surprised if you see him in the top 10 uh, tight end performance. So What does that mean? What What does that mean, top 10? I'm pretty sure every single team except the Chiefs and um, the Eagles, then maybe the Niners here, we've said, ah, oh, they're pretty average. They'll be fine. It's, I I mean, are you are you looking to go get him, Nick? No, I'm not saying I'm going to go get him because I have other people that I'm looking for. I'm just saying, don't be surprised that this guy has a good year. David, top okay. 10 tight ends are 40 receptions, 600 yards, four touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It, so nothing you want to own, but just, yeah. Be aware. I, I, I mean, I don't disagree. Will Disley, he's going to have a roller coaster of a year with just how the Seattle Seahawks operate. He's going to have some games where he's going to score twice. And other games where he won't even be targeted. So expect a roller coaster of a year if you have him on your team. Okay. So, Paul, let's um, me and you do the over under because it looks like David might have cut out here. So, um, so eight and a half wins for you, Paul. Go ahead. I, I just can't even believe it. Eight and a half? Russell Wilson in six years, his worst record has been nine and seven. How could you believe that they'd be under eight and a half? I don't get it. You're crazy. So I've got them on the over. I actually have them winning the division with, with the addition of Clowney and Ansa. Well, Ansa last year. They, they did lose Earl Thomas, but their pressure up front's going to be dangerous. Bobby Wagner's going to have a great year over division winners. Yep. And I'm yeah, also going to so go to good, over. You can tell. Now, Red Sea, give them hell. Up, red sea, we gotta give it to so let's uh, end this with America's team, the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know about you guys, but I am repping the David Johnson jersey right now, number 31. But we're going to talk about Kyler Murray first. And I don't have many things to say about him besides number one overall draft pick. I mean, a lot of pressure on him to carry the Cardinals to over the six wins, the, uh, over or at least over three wins this year, to be honest. Um, but what's Kyler Murray's outlook this year? Can he be a top 14 quarterback? And who would you compare him to in the history of the NFL? Paul? Ooh. I got him actually number 13. I do like Kyler Murray's upside. My concern is... That they were that they were number thirty one in pass protection this year. Their offensive line has not protected for anyone in a long time. Now, now I feel bad for Josh Rosen last year, but he couldn't create these broken plays with Cliff Kingsbury now in the lineup. We don't know what to expect from him. The whole NFL doesn't know what to expect from him. So, I like good things. They'll definitely win more than three games. If I'm going to compare him to anyone. I, I'm going to make the statement, even though we just said about it, I like him compared to Russell Wilson. What, were you on player profile? Is that what you were looking at? No, we were just talking about Russell Wilson. <laughs> the size, they make it happen, broken plays, that's where they thrive. Expect more. Josh Rosen couldn't break the pocket like Kyler Murray's going to be able to. A lot of success. Yeah, so just, just to add on to that, um, I – I think he's very similar to Russell Wilson. Same exact things Paul said. But 
this air raid by Cliff Kingsbury, no one has any idea if it's going to work or what it looks like. Kyler Murray's career, I'm saying career, uh, lies strictly with this offensive scheme of Cliff Kingsbury. And I like him this year. I like him cracking the top 10. Ooh, I like it, David. As a Cardinals fan, I like it. But one thing I think as a Cardinal fan, we could agree, maybe maybe not you two, but I think I'm going to give him two years. If he doesn't perform in two years, then I'm okay with taking Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. If he does not perform in two years, I'm, I'm hoping that's not the case. I hope that Murray is the man for the next 20 years. But we'll see. We will see. Um, So I, as I mentioned before, I talked about I'm wearing a David Johnson jersey, so I'm going to talk about him. So last year, he was going drafted as probably the third or fourth running back off the board. Um, and to people, that was a bust because he finished as RB10 last year. I mean, he's still a top 10 running back in the Mike McCoy system where you run the ball at the middle and you don't get the guy, the guy ball in space. Um, last year, he had 10 touchdowns on 940 yards rushing with 50 receptions for 446 receiving yards. Um we're still looking for his 2016 season where he had 20 total touchdowns and he finished as the overall RB1 with 1,200 rushing yards and 80 receptions for 879 balls. I mean, 879 receiving yards. We still want that David Johnson, but can we ever see that David Johnson again? Is he going to be anywhere close to that, Paul? Yeah, I got him at number seven this year. Um, I don't know what to say for last year. For as awful as the team was and to be the number 10 running back, his – it's been phenomenal. He still produces. I mean, his snap share was 83%, which they're going to continue to utilize him down by down. But with Kyler Murray and the dynamic offense that Cliff Kingsbury is going to bring there, I expect him to have an even better season than he did last year. I mean, last year he was number seven in stacked front with a 32% front carry. So last year... They all out blitzed Arizona all the time, put all the pressure on there. I expect that to change this year with the schemes they're going to run and Kyler Murray breaking the pocket. So bigger year for, for David Johnson. He could sneak into the top five. So this is zero disrespect to Larry Fitzgerald. I love the guy. But unfortunately, with their situation last year, Larry Fitzgerald wasn't even a threat. Like Paul said, it was all out blitz after all out blitz. Because they, the the opposing team, they their goal was to stop David Johnson. And they did it. And like Paul said, he had a horrible year last year and finished RB10. This is a guy to own. He is going to go. He, he's going to get in the top five this year. With all the weapons around um, the Arizona offense, look for David Johnson to break out again this year. And, Nick, we're getting that 2016 David Johnson. This is it. Hey, real quick. David Johnson, I like it. Real quick, did you say all the weapons around Arizona? Okay. All right. Just Just a heads up. Kevin White was cut, so I know you're not 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 talking about him. Just one. He's still on the team. He is. Yeah, he's Okay, so – David, can you talk about Larry Fitzgerald? Because I know how much you love the guy. I, I mean, I have his jersey too. I love I Larry Fitzgerald. I have met him. Um, just what a stand-up guy. He, Everybody loves Larry. I don't care if you're not a Cardinal fan. Larry Fitzgerald is a legend in the NFL. Um, let's just go over just some of his stats. Um, starting in 2015, he had three years of 1,000 yards. And unfortunately, last year, He only had 69 receptions for 734 yards and six touchdowns. Um, It was a down year for Larry. And honestly, we all thought last year was his final year and he was going to retire, but he is back for one more year. He is so close to some of these. Well, he's not close to the Jerry Rice records, but he's close to the runner up records. Um, Larry Fitzgerald is a PPR machine. If you want consistency, he is the receiver to own in Arizona. We're going to talk about Christian Kirk a little bit, but if you want consistency, I'm talking six six catches for 70 yards. 
maybe a touchdown. Larry is the guy to own. I always have him on my team. Not this year in my fantasy league. I don't don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I love Larry Fitzgerald. He makes your team just a better team. (laughs) Yeah. David, it sounds like you don't see the upside of Christian Kirk. I I do. I I actually really like Christian Kirk this year, but there's just something about Larry Fitzgerald, and you guys feel it too. It's 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 tough to um, I'm not it's tough to root for a wide receiver who's young because Larry's been the man for the past ten ten years. It's hard, but I think Christian Kirk has great value. Um, I think he's going to have a good year. He's going to have seventy seven receptions for eight hundred nine hundred yards and like five or six touchdowns. He'll be very similar stats to Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I think you'll. I think they're going around the same time, if not, if Christian Kirk's not going earlier. Um, I think these guys are a flip-flop who will have a better season. I think you're wrong, Nick. I am blinded by yeah. Larry Fitzgerald's Hall of Fame career. Last year's 69 <laughs> total receptions is not an indication of who this guy was. The three years prior, he had 100-plus reception. This guy gets it done. And I just want to point out last year, 69 total receptions. He had zero drops on the year and I think about 119 targets. That, that means 40% of the passes were nowhere in the range of Larry Fitzgerald, who is one of the greats of all time. So I expect more from Kyler Murray to feed this guy the ball on short, quick passes. You trust this guy. He makes it happen. And the bottom line is on broken plays where Kyler Murray is going to is gonna make it happen is – Larry Fitzgerald works harder than anyone in the league, and he's going to be the guy that's continuing to run and run and run until he finds that space, and he's going to have a lot of great production this year. I I like Christian Kirk, Nick, no doubt. I think he's going to be a great second weapon, but Larry Fitzgerald's going to lead in every single receiving category this year for hey, Arizona. Paul, Paul no do you doubt. have how many drops Larry has in his career? Do you have that number on you? <laughs> no, I don't. I think it's like four. I think he's got more tackles. No, he. I. I, I think. Okay, I think it's like twenty, maybe. No, no. Okay. I don't think it's right now. Okay, go for it. So, um, just while Nick's looking that up, I just want to talk about the deeper leagues a little bit. Uh, Arizona went out and drafted three twenty-nine career drops. Twenty-nine. See, Nick, you're thirty-seven wrong. career tackles. <laughs> oh, thirty-seven <laughs> career tackles. Okay, okay, so you guys are both right. Um, which, in the deeper leagues, are you guys owning Hakeem Butler, Keyshawn Johnson, or Andy Isabella? I'm going Butler. I, I, I'm going Butler. He's bigger size. I, I just think he's got a lot more upside. I think, yeah. honestly, I think Butler too, but I'm okay with, either, with, with any of the three, to be honest. I think they owe a lot thought- to Andy and Isabella because they drafted in the second round, but I think Hakeem Butler could develop into a touchdown machine. Iowa biased. Iowa State, baby. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I actually really like Keyshawn Johnson, but I think this year, besides Kirk and Fitzgerald, there's no one to own in the wide receiver. Michael court. Crabtree. Uh, you... Okay, we're going to move on. Um, Charles Clay, uh, he's definitely a tight end on this team. He's definitely a tight end. Dave. You're not wrong. <laughs> so I think with that being said, let's move on to the over-under then, huh? Yep. <laughs> so – Five wins. Do we even? If your pick is not over between you two, I am. You're not a true fan, so I'm going over. They're gonna have seven wins. Seven's a little bold, but I'm still at the over six. I think Cliff Kingsbury's scheme. No one in the NFL has any idea what's to come with them with Kyler Murray and him. Over. David. It's an over. It's it, it's it's an over. It's. This this team's getting second in the division. That's okay. So, hold they're, on, they're, hold they're coming out. Hold on, I'm back out. Has have any of you put your money where your mouth is? Because I got money on them. Nope. No. Okay. Enough said. Oh, is, that, is betting legal here? Yeah, in Iowa. Oh, I'll have to look at that. Yeah. Um. And for all you listeners, take that with a grain of salt. Have your own opinion. <laughs> we are Arizona Cardinals fans. Okay, so. 
Um, I think it's safe to say. Let's move on to the long shot, long shot section, and we're we're gonna keep it right here with the Arizona Cardinals, and I'll shift over to the Paul. Yeah, David Johnson, resurgence of a year, leading the league in touchdowns this year. No doubt about it in my mind. Total touchdowns. David Johnson is gonna lead the league. Mark it down. All right, and I will follow up next with the running back trend. Chris Carson will have the most rushing yards in the NFL this season. He will have 1,500 or more rushing yards this season. David? And we'll go ahead and we'll swing it back to Arizona. Kyler Murray, the number one overall draft pick, will finish ahead of Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes in the QB runnings for fantasy football. He is going to make it happen. He's finishing ahead of them. It's going to be somewhere in the top five. I, I'm not saying he's going to be QB1, but he will finish ahead of both Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. And this just in, the Rams agree to Jared Goff, a four-year extension, $134 million, with $110 million guaranteed through the 2024 season. Wow. This league's out of control. It is. But... That concludes this podcast.